Al-Bashir, your source of Islamic literature, presents The Lives of the Prophets, Part 1. In Part 1, Imam Anwar al-Awlaqi will cover the lives of Adam alayhi salam through Yunus alayhi salam. So relate the story. Perhaps, Perhaps they may reflect. So relate the story. Perhaps, Perhaps they may reflect. So relate the story. Perhaps, Perhaps they may reflect. Adam, Chief, Idris, Nuh, Hud, 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 they are those whom Allah has guided. So follow their guidance. The lives of the prophets. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nasta'hdihu. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We relate unto you, O Muhammad, the best of stories through our revelations unto you of this Qur'an. And before this, you were among those who weren't aware of it. It is from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is revealing this to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to this ummah. نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ أَحْسَنَ الْقَصَصِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We relate unto you the best of stories. These are the best of stories because they are dealing with the best of creation. Some of the benefits of talking about the Anbiya, number one, because Rasulullah was commanded to do so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَقْصُصِ الْقَصَصِ Relate unto them the stories. 
It's a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi That he must, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding him that he must narrate these stories unto the ummah. So it becomes a duty upon us to relate these stories. It becomes mandatory on us to convey the message of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their stories. So number one, we are doing this as a ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fulfill a commandment of Allah. Number two, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ فَقُصُصِ الْقَصَصَ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Relate and convey to them the stories. Why? So that they may reflect. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ So they may contemplate. التفكر. These stories are not to entertain us. These stories are for us to derive lessons and reflect. And to contemplate. And to think about. To deeply reflect on them. That is what we need to do. Number three. Another reason why it's extremely important to study the stories of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ هَدَى اللَّهُ فَبِهُدَاهُ مُقْتَدِهِ They are those whom Allah has guided. So follow their guidance. They are the ones who are guided. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing Rasulullah sallallahu to follow them, to follow their guidance. Because they are the best. We need to have role models. It is very important for the human being to have a model, especially in the early stages of our life. You find that every human being has role models. If they are not good, they're going to be bad. That is our makeup as human beings. We must have some role models. We must have some people whom we look up to. If we're not going to provide our children and our youth with the role models of the Anbiya and the role models of Rasulullah and the role models of the Sahaba, they're going to find role models somewhere else. Because human beings cannot live without role models. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he must follow the way of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If this instruction was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then what should we do? فَبِهُدَاهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam follow their way. So we need to study the lives of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that they can become our role models. Number four. To love them. Al-Mahabbah. If you do not know someone, you cannot love him. We all claim that we love the Anbiya of Allah. But if we don't know the details of their life, we don't know what they went through, how could we have respect for them? Abu Dhar came to Rasulullah and asked him a question. What is the total number of Anbiya? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, What is the number of the Anbiya? 120,000. And the messengers among them are 315. So the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are 120,000. And the messengers are Rusul are 315. I'm translating Nabi as Prophet. 
and Rasul as messenger. So there are two different things. Nabi and Rasul. Nabi, the plural of it is Anbiya. Rasul, the plural of it is Rasul. So what is the difference between the Nabi and the Rasul? What is the difference between the Prophet and the Messenger? There are a few opinions of the ulama in this. One of them is that the Rasul is the Nabi who is given a law. The Rasul is a Nabi who is given a law. But the Nabi who is not a Rasul is following the law of another Rasul. So every Rasul is a Nabi, but not every Nabi is a Rasul. Every prophet, every, every prophet is not a messenger, but every messenger is a prophet. If a prophet is given a new law, then he becomes a Rasul and a Nabi. If he's not given a new law, then he is a Nabi, only a prophet. An example of that to make it a little bit clear. Musa is a Rasul. Musa is a Rasul. Why? Because he was given the Torah. But Harun is not a Rasul. Harun is a Nabi. Why? Because he is following the law of his brother. Harun is following the law of Musa. This is one difference that the ulama give to between Nabi and Rasul. But before we start talking about Adam, let's look at the story of creation. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked this question by a group who came from Yemen. And this is narrated in Bukhari. They came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they said, Ya Rasulullah, ma awwal hadha al-amr? Oh Rasulullah, how did all of this start? They want to know how this all came into existence. فَقَالَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ كَانَ اللَّهُ وَلَمْ يَكُمْ مَعَهُ شَيْءٍ وَفِي رُوَايَةٍ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ قَبْلَهُ شَيْءٍ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, in the beginning there was Allah. There was nothing before him. Another narration, nothing was with him. وَكَانَ عَرْشُهُ عَلَى الْمَاءِ And his throne was on water. وَكَتَبَ فِي الذِّكْرِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ And he wrote in the tablet everything. وَخَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And he created the heavens and the earth. Again, عن عمران بن حصين قال قال أهل اليمن لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم جئناك لنتفقه في الدين ولنسألك عن أول هذا الأمر فقال كان الله ولم يكن ولم يكن شيء قبله وكان عرشه على الماء وكتب في الذكر كل شيء وخلق السماوات والأرض. Narrated by al-Bukhari, عمران بن حصين said. People from Yemen came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, We have came to you to learn our religion and to ask you how did all of this start. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, There was Allah and nothing before him and his throne was on water and he wrote everything in the tablet and he created the heavens and earth. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Inna awwala ma khalaq Allahu al-qalam thumma qala lahu ktub فَجَرَى فِي تِلْكَ السَّاعَةِ بِمَا هُوَ كَائِنٌ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ السَّاعَةِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, The first thing Allah created was the pen. Then Allah ordered it to write, 
So it wrote everything that will happen until the day of judgment. We worry about rizq. We worry about our rizq. Rizq is sustenance, what Allah will provide us. We worry about our wealth. We're always thinking about tomorrow. We are rizqophobic. We have a problem of paranoia, of rizq. خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ We're always in a state of despair when it comes to wealth. We're always thinking about how will we make it in the future? Worried and terrified and paranoid. Well, listen to this. Rasulullah sallam says in a hadith narrated by Muslim, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِخَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةِ Rasulullah sallam says in the hadith narrated by Muslim, Allah wrote down the sustenance of the creation 50,000 years before He created the heavens and the earth. Everything that you will get is already written down, not 50,000 years before this day, but 50,000 years before the heavens and the earth were created. It's a done deal. What you will get is already written down. Are you still going to be very concerned about it? Rasulullah sallam says, خُلِقَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةَ مِنْ نُورِ وَخُلِقَ الْجَانِ مِنْ مَارِجٍ مِنْ نَارِ Rasulullah sallam says, the angels were created from light and the jinn were created from fire. So these are two other creations beside the human being which we know about, the angels whom were created from light and the jinn, they were created from fire. Iblis was from a jinn. But because he was so righteous, he was included with the angels and elevated to a very high level among the angels, even though he was from al jinn. Adam was created from dirt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And remember when your Lord said to the angels, Verily I am going to place mankind generations after generations on earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنِّي جَاعِلُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفًا Allah is telling the angels, I will place on earth a khalifa. What does khalifa mean? Khalifa comes from the word khalaf. And khalaf means to succeed someone else or to assume the position of someone else. These are the meanings of the word khalaf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example says in Quran, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَاتَّبَعُوا الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا A generation followed them who lost prayer and followed desires so they will be misguided. In this ayat means a generation that came after them. And that is why we have salaf and khalaf. We say salaf. Who are the salaf? The salaf are the early three generations. Everyone who comes after them, we call them Khalaf. And then what was Abu Bakr called when he assumed responsibility after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Khalifatu Rasulullah. 
the Khalifa of Rasulullah. Why? Because he assumed responsibility after Rasulullah sallallahu and he came after Rasulullah sallallahu So we see that in this word, which was used in reference of Abu Bakr, it has two meanings. First meaning is that he is assuming the responsibility of leading the ummah after Rasulullah sallallahu And the second meaning, it says that he is coming after Rasulullah, Khalifa. He comes after. If we would apply these two meanings to the responsibility or the title that was given to humanity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنِّي جَعْنٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةِ I will place a khalifa on earth. So we find two explanations were given. One explanation says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed Adam and his children, his descendants, in the position of responsibility to apply the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they are representing the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth. They are, they are given the responsibility of applying the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth. And that is the explanation given by Ibn Mas'ud. The second explanation is that human beings would succeed each other in this world generation after generation. And this is the opinion of Ibn Abbas. Our responsibility on earth is to establish earth according to the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also we see that we are succeeding each other. We're not like the angels who are living. And they're not marrying and having children. And we succeed each other on this earth. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the people of Ad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you became the khala'if of the earth, which is plural of khalifa, after the people of Nuh. So this is the meaning of the word khalifa. If we look at the ayah before this, it would help us in understanding our mission and our role in this world. In this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the ayah right before this ayah, هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ فَسَوَّاهُنَّ سَبْعَ سَمَاوَاتٍ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for you everything in this world. Everything in this world was created for the human being. That is the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this human being, that everything is created for the exploitation of human beings. Because they are the ultimate creation of this world, and they are the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the responsibility of establishing this dunya, this world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created everything for them. Therefore, we should not give precedence to anything material over the human being. We should not sacrifice the human being for a material thing. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this noble position to human being. And he made them a khalifa. And he created everything for this human being. The human being is sacred. But the way we are dealing with the human being now on the face of the earth is that we are killing human beings and destroying them for material gain. And that's why Rasulullah says, that the Muslim is sacred in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than Al-Ka'bah. Hurmat. Dam al-Muslim, the sanctity and the sacred position that is given to the blood of the Muslim is more than Al-Ka'bah. That is the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to the son of Adam. We have honored the son of Adam. 
When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the angels that I will place a khalifa on earth, what did they say? They said, Will you place therein those who will make mischief therein and shed blood while we glorify you with praises and thanks? Are you going to place on earth someone who will shed blood and cause corruption when we are glorifying you? How did the angels know that human beings will corrupt on the face of the earth? Adam was not placed on the world yet. Why did the angels say, you are going to place someone who will cause corruption and shed blood in the world? There are two explanations given. One explanation is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the angels ahead of time that this is what human beings will do. The second explanation, and this is mentioned by Ibn Abbas, that jinn were living in this world before, and they caused corruption, and they shed blood, and they fought with each other, and they corrupted this world, and they caused so much evil. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on them armies from the angels and also Iblis to fight against them. And then they were pushed and cornered to the islands of the ocean. So the angels said, why are you going to place someone on earth who would cause corruption and shed blood again? So these are the two explanations given. There is no hadith to support any one of them. These are two explanations given to the ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قَالَ إِنِّي أَعْلَمُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ I know what you know not. I know what you know not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam. And Rasulullah sallallahu says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ, تع... إن الله تَعَالَ خَلَقَ آدَمْ مِنْ قَبْضَةٍ قَبَضَهَا مِنْ جَمِيعَ الْأَرْضِ فَجَاءَ بَنُوا آدَمْ عَلَى قَدْرِ الْأَرْضِ جَاءَ مِنْهُمُ الْأَحْمَرَ وَالْأَبْيَضَ وَالْأَسْوَدَ وَبَيْنَ ذَلِكَ وَالسَّهَلَ وَالْحَزَنَ وَالْخَبِيثَ وَالطَّيِّبَ وَبَيْنَ ذَلِكَ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, Allah created Adam from a handful of dirt picked from all of earth. All of the earth. So the children of Adam became red, white and black and everything in between. And they became soft and tough, bad and good, and everything in between. Rasulullah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam from a handful of dirt. This dirt was, cre- was taken from different parts of the earth. So there was black soil, there was white soil, there was yellow soil, different colors. And then some of this soil was taken from mountains, and some of it was taken from valleys. And it was mixed together. So the son of Adam, the descendants of Adam, came out in different colors. Because the dirt they were created from is from different colors. And they came out with different qualities because some of this dirt was taken from mountains and some of it was valleys. Some of it was from fertile land and some of it was from infertile land. So you have some of them are righteous and some of them are evil. Some of them are easy to deal with and some of them are tough. 
They came out according to the material they were created from. What was Adam created from? Turab, dirt. But that was not the only name that was given to the material we were created from. We find in Quran that the components of our body were described with different terms. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called it turab, which means dirt. Allah has called it teen, which means clay. Teen and lazib, sticky clay. Salsal, sounding clay. Hama'im masnoon, black smooth mud. Why were these different terms used to refer to the material we were created from? Turab, Tin, Salsal, Hama in Masnoon, Tin in Lazib. Dirt, mud, clay, sounding clay, black smooth mud. In the beginning, it was dirt, Turab, dirt, soil that was taken from the earth. And that is Turab. And then this dirt was mixed with the basis of every living being, and that is water. We created from water every living being. When it was mixed with water, it became mud. And then this mud was left for a while. And when you leave mud for a while and the moisture in it reduces, it becomes sticky. It becomes sticky. In the beginning it is loose mud because it has a lot of water. Then when the water level decreases and the moisture decreases, it becomes sticky. And it holds to your hands. Sticky. And that is teen lazib. Sticky clay. And then that sticky clay was left for a longer while. The smell of it changed. And the color of it became darker. And that is which is black, smooth, and smelly clay because it was left there for a while. That material was taken and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala molded out of it the form of Adam, the body of Adam. That body was left to dry and it turned into salsal, Clay like pottery. When you knock on dry clay pottery, what happens? It makes a ringing sound. And that is salsal, min salsala. It makes a ringing sound like a bell. So the body, the form of Adam, the empty form of Adam that did not have the soul yet, it was just a material. It was left to dry. And then when you would knock on it, it would make this ringing sound. It is said, this is not a hadith, but it is said, that Iblis, he saw this body lying on the ground. He didn't know what it was. So Iblis walked up to the body of Adam, and he knocked it. And it made a ringing sound, and it was hollow. When he knocked it, he knew that it was hollow from the inside, empty. He said, هذا خلق لا When he found out that it's hollow, he said, 
this is a creation that is weak. It's hollow from the inside. And then he said, لَإِن سُلِّطَّ عَلَيْكَ لَغُيَنَّكَ وَلَإِن سُلِّطَّ عَلَيَّ لَأَعْصِيَنَّكَ If I am given influence over you, I will guide you astray. And if you are given influence over me, I would disobey you. He is our enemy from day one. Adam is not even alive yet. It's just a body that is lying there. And he said, if you are given influence over me, I'm going to disobey you. Let's do the same thing and disobey him. Rasulullah says in the hadith narrated by Muslim, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ آدَمْ عَلَى صُورَتِهِ in the beginning, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created Adam with his own hands. Adam was honored that he was created with the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A great honor. And that is mentioned in the hadith of al-shafa'ah, when the humans would go to Sayyidina Adam on the day of judgment and they would say, you are the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blew his soul into you and you are the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created with his own hands and you are the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the angels bow down to, make sujood. Honoring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to Adam. He was created with the hands of Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in the hadith narrated by Muslim, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ آدَمَ عَلَىٰ صُورَتِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created Adam on his image. On his image. An-Nawawi gives an explanation to this hadith. He says, what is meant by Allah has created Adam on his image? It is not talking about the image of Allah. It is talking about the image of Adam. Allah created Adam on the image of Adam. You might wonder, well, what does that mean? What do you mean Allah created Adam on, on Adam's image? That would mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam as he was in his adult form that remained with him. In other words, Adam did not go through the stages that we go through of being an embryo and then a fetus and then an infant and then a child and then an adult. Adam was created on his image. He didn't go through changes of images like we do. We go through different changes of images from fetus, uh, from embryo to fetus. It looks very different when you go from the one cell to the, uh, when it then multiplies into the, and the embryo is in the early stages and then the fetus, if you look at it, the image could change within days. But with Adam, he was created on that image from day one. And this is diametrically opposed to what the theory of evolution says. The theory of evolution states that human beings came through an evolution process that started with a chemical reaction and then the one cell, the single cell, and then multiple cells, and then it goes up and up and up until it reaches to the human being in the end of that long chain. That is contradicting, completely contradicting to the truth. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created Adam with his own hands on that image that remained with Adam until he died. But let me say that Islam does not completely disapprove everything in the theory of evolution. Islam disapproves some and approves some. 
Islam disapproves the part of the theory of evolution that states that nature is the creator or that things came out of random. Islam is against the part of the theory of evolution that states that human being evolved from a single cell and then went up to the ape, which they call the closest relative of the human being, and then the human being. But Islam is not opposed to the part of the theory of evolution that says that species adapt to their environment. We see that around us, that different species learn how to adapt to different environments. But we say that that happens with the will of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blew the soul into Adam. A ruh. Our body without a ruh is part of the earth. It is dirt. Our body is made of, of carbon, oxygen, copper, iron, sulfur. That is our body. And when the soul leaves, our body decomposes into its origin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مِنْهَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ وَمِنْهَا نُخْرِجُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَىٰ We created you from earth, and you will return to earth, and then we will resurrect you again from earth. We are nothing without the soul. The essence of life is not in this materialistic body. This body that we have is dead. It is material components that are dirt, came from the dirt, from the earth. What puts life in us is the soul, and that is the secret of life. And it remains as a secret, even with all of the advancement in science and technology that we have. They came to Rasulullah and said, tell us about the soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنَ الرُّوحِ قُلِ الرُّوحُ مِنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي وَمَا أُتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا They ask you about the soul, tell them that this, the knowledge of the soul belongs to Allah, and you have been given very limited knowledge. The soul is a secret that only Allah knows. And our knowledge of the soul is very limited. This question was asked to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam 1400 years ago. Our knowledge about the soul did not change much since then. We don't know much about the soul. The Soviet Union, under communism, they disbelieved in anything metaphysical. They only believed in the physical world. Everything that is metaphysical, they didn't believe in it. So they, they, they thought that they could create a human being. So in their labs, they looked at the composition of the human body and they found out that it's made of copper and sulfur and iron and carbon and oxygen and hydrogen. They brought those elements and they mixed them together with the same ratio that exists in our body. And then they kept on sending some electrical shocks on it, thinking that that would give it life. It is not our body that makes us alive. Our body is dirt. It belongs to this earth. What makes us alive is the secret which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in us. And that is the soul, ar-ruh. And that is something we don't know about. That is the difference between life and death, ar-ruh. That is why when Musa and the magicians were competing, the magicians were throwing their sticks and they were making those sticks look like snakes through optical illusion. But with Musa, his stick turned into an actual living snake because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who controls life. 
So Allah put life in that stick and it became a snake. But with the magicians, all what they could do is fool the people through an optical illusion because they do not have the power to put life. And when they saw what was happening with the stick of Musa, they knew that this is a miracle and they immediately became Muslim because they knew that this is something outside the capacity and the capability of the human being. So the soul is what gives us life. And this is, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, min amri rabbi. This is knowledge that belongs to Allah. This is an issue that belongs to Allah. When the soul entered into the body of Adam, the first thing that happened is, he sneezed. When the soul entered into his body, Adam sneezed. لَمَّا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ آدَمَ وَنَفَخَ فِيهِ الرُّوحِ عَطَسَ Rasulullah says, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam and he blew the soul into him, Adam sneezed. فَقَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ Adam said, الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ Praise be to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, يَرْحَمُكَ اللَّهِ The mercy of Allah be upon you. The first thing that happened to Adam was the deliverance of mercy unto him from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he was created, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself told Adam, يَرْحَمُكَ اللَّهُ The mercy of Allah be upon you. That was the first thing that was told to Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam. He had the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, اِذْهَبْ إِلَىٰ أُولَٰئِكَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ إِلَىٰ نَفَرٍ مِّنْهُمْ جُلُوسٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam, go to those angels who are sitting over there. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam to go to those angels and to deliver salam to them. اذهب إلى أولئك الملائكة إلى نفر منهم جلوس فقل السلام عليكم. Go to those angels who are sitting over there and tell them assalamu alaykum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching Adam. Go to those angels and tell them Assalamu alaikum. Adam went up to the angels and he said Assalamu alaikum. Qalu wa alayka salam wa rahmatullah. He went to the angels, he told them Assalamu alaikum. They said Alayka salam wa alayka salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. May the peace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you and his mercy be upon you and his blessings be upon you. So Adam came back. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah told him, إِنَّ هَذِهِ تَحِيَّتُكَ وَتَحِيَّتُ بَنِيكَ بَيْنَهُمْ This is your greeting and this is the greeting of your descendants. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us our greeting from the beginning and it was taught to Adam alayhi salam. And this is the greeting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted for the children of Adam. It is assalamu alaykum. Peace be upon you. Not hi, hello, good morning or good night. Or what's up? Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. First. And then after that, after you deliver the peace, subhanAllah, look at, look at the, look at the beauty of Islam. We are spreading peace. Afshu salam abaynakum. Rasulullah says, spread peace among you. Spread peace. Whenever you see somebody, assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. Alhamdulillah, the ni'mah of being Muslim. After you say assalamu alaikum and you receive the blessing of the, your brother telling you wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, then you are free to use any greeting you want. 
whether it is hi or hello or good morning or good afternoon or shtorasti or saha khubast or kumustas or whatever, whatever you want. Sabah al-khair. In the beginning, assalamu alaikum, and then after that, you could use any greeting you want because we know that Rasulullah used to tell the Sahaba, for example, kaifa asbahat. Kaifa asbahat is like saying good morning. But in the beginning, it needs to be assalamu alaikum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And remember, when your Lord brought forth from the children of Adam, from their loins, their seed, and made them testify as to themselves, saying, Am I not your Lord? They said, Yes, we testify. Lest you should say on the day of resurrection, verily we have been unaware of this. This is talking about a very important concept, and that is al-mithaq, the covenant. Do you know that there is an agreement between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do you know that there is a covenant between us and Allah, an agreement? This ayah is talking about that agreement. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a covenant with us. And that is we worship no one but Him. And we witnessed upon ourselves that we shall not worship anyone but Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, lest you should say on the day of judgment that we are unaware of this. Don't say, in other words, don't say on the day of judgment, I didn't know about that. We have given this covenant. Two explanations have been given to this ayah. One explanation says, that this covenant is the covenant of fitrah. Fitrah is the original state. Every one of us has an original state, and that original state is Islam. Al-fitrah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us on fitrah. Rasulullah says, everyone is born on the fitrah of Islam, on the original creation of Islam, and then their parents make them a Christian or a Jew or a Zoroastrian. But in the beginning we are Muslim. Every one of us is Muslim, and that's why many who embrace Islam, they don't like to be called converts. They say we never converted to Islam. We reverted. We reverted to Islam. Because we were Muslim in the beginning, and then we lost it, and then we came back to it again. So we are reverts, because every one of us started out as a Muslim, submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next explanation is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took out the seed of Adam, everyone, every one of us, from Adam until the day of judgment, every one of us. And we were placed in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked us, am I your Lord? And we said yes. And that is mentioned in a hadith. Now, the only reason why we have another opinion is that is because some of the ulama 
critique this hadith. Some of them accept it as strong and some don't. But the hadith is, إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَخَذَ الْمِيثَاقَ مِنْ ظَهْرِ آدَمَ بِنُعْمَانِ يَوْمَ عَرَفَهُ وَأَخْرَجَ مِنْ صُلْبِهِ كُلَّ ذُرِّيَّةٍ ذَرَأَهَا فَنَثَرَهُمْ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ كَالذَّرْ ثُمَّ كَلَّمَهُمْ قُبُلًا قَالَ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَى Allah has taken the covenant in Nu'man, the day of Arafah. Allah has taken out of Adam all of his seed and scattered them in his hand like pearls. Then Allah asked them, isn't it that I am your Lord? They said yes. According to this hadith, every one of us has spoken to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, yes, you are our Lord and we will worship nobody but you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا ثُمَّ عَرَضَهُمْ عَلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and he taught Adam all of the names. In tafsir it mentions, this is the opinion of Sayyidina ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him the names of everything. The nouns and the verbs and the adjectives. All the names. And if we take this literally, it would mean that he knew the names of everything. But then there's an, uh, another meaning that is mentioned also. And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him the ability to identify objects and to designate names for these objects. And that is the ability of speaking a language. Again, it's the ability to identify objects and to designate names for these objects. And we find that that is a human ability. We have different languages in the world. And all of these languages were founded by human beings by giving names to objects and then finding verbs and adjectives to tie these things together. Now imagine that we did not have this ability. So you want to tell your friend about a tree. You cannot name and identify that object, so what you have to do is take him to the tree. Or you want to tell him about an apple. You cannot describe the apple, you have to bring an apple to him and start pointing at it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the son of Adam this ability, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, عَلَّمَهُ الْبَيَانِ خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانِ عَلَّمَهُ الْبَيَانِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the human, and he taught him bayan, the ability of speaking, speech. This is an ability that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give the angels. The angels only know specific knowledge which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them because they do not need this knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught them what they need. They get orders, they receive orders from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do what they're commanded. But because the human being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him for the khilafah on earth and imarat al-ard to the establishment of the Khilafah on earth and to establish this earth and live in it. That ability is necessary for us. Imagine how our life would be. Actually, we wouldn't be living if we didn't have the ability to identify objects and name them. This is a necessity for us to communicate. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the son of Adam that ability. So we're able to name things and you find out that we're producing every now and then thousands and thousands of objects and we're designating, designating names to these objects. A microphone, speakers, all of these are new names. But the son of Adam is able and, and, and throw a thousand things in the market, we have the ability to find names for them.
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam all of the names. And then Allah made a test and presented some objects on the angels. Tell me the names of these if you are true, if you are truthful, if you are right. Because the angels, they, they, they said at the beginning, why are you going to create a human being who will cause bloodshed and corruption? Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this test and told the angels to identify these objects. What did the angels say? They said, Glory be to you. We have no knowledge but the knowledge that you have given us. You are the most knowledgeable and the all-wise. And now it's Adam's turn to go through the test. Oh Adam, tell them these names. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and when he told them the names, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the angels, didn't I tell you that I know the knowledge of the unseen in the heavens and the earth, and I know what you conceal, what you reveal and what you conceal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all knowledge. So Allah is telling the angels, there is a hikmah for the creation of Adam you don't know. There is a hikmah that you don't know. And that is a lesson for us. Whenever we see something that we're not able to understand or comprehend, we need to understand that Allah has a wisdom behind it. There is a hikmah, there is a wisdom behind every action. There is a hikmah behind everything. Because many times, human beings fall into that trap of questioning why some events are happening. I mean, why is this happening? And we question qadr, and we question misery, and we question disease, and we question disasters, and we question wars. Why are these things happening? We need to realize that Allah has the wisdom in everything that is happening around us. There is a reason. We don't know it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. So that's the story of the names. Adam was alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you were created from one self, one nafs, one soul. And that is Adam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created out of Adam his mate, Hawa. And then the hadith tells us that Hawa was created from the rib of Sayyidina Adam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya
واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا O mankind, be dutiful to your Lord who created you from a single person and from him he created his wife and from them both he created many men and women and then Rasulullah says in the hadith استوصوا بالنساء خيرا فإن المرأة خلقت من ضلع وإن أعوج شيء في الضلع أعلاه فإن ذهبت تقيمه كسرته وإن تركته لم يزل أعوج فاستوصوا بالنساء خيرا متفق عليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says take good care of women women were created from a rib and the most bent part of the rib is the top of it if you try to make it straight you'll break it and if you leave it it will remain bent so take good care of women if we understand this hadith the communication between men and women would be much better and easier Adam and Hawa were living in Jannah they had all of Jannah but there was one exception and that is the tree one tree now what type of tree is this apple tree banana tree asking this question to start with is part of ilm la yanfa knowledge that does not benefit going into this is part of the knowledge that does not benefit and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not mention it in Quran there, the details of these stories are not mentioned in Quran these uh, what type of tree was it what's the name of it how long it was I mean just like for example in the story of the people of the cave to show you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about knowledge that would benefit us but sometimes we try to go into areas that would not benefit us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left it and we try to go and investigate in the story of the uh, uh, young men when they went in the cave it says that their dog was spreading its arms on the entrance of the cave some started questioning what type of dog was it and what's the color of the dog some of them said it's white and some of them said it's black and some of them said no it's a mixture of black and white I mean what kind of benefit can we learn from this knowledge? nothing the reason why the stories are mentioned in Quran are not as a historical account but they are mentioned for the ibrah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ so that they may contemplate and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says عِبْرَةً لِأُولَى الْأَلْبَابِ these are lessons for the ones of understanding so the, the, day, the tree was mentioned in Quran شَجَرَةُ الْخُلْدِ it's just a tree but we do not know what kind of tree was it and where it was and what, how tall it was and we don't know those details it was a tree that is the only part of Jannah Adam and Hawa were not supposed to touch. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمُ اسْكُنْ أَنْتَ وَزَوْجُكَ الْجَنَّةِ وَكُلَا مِنْهَا رَغَدًا حَيْثُ شِئْتُمَا وَلَا تَقْرَبَا هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةَ فَتَكُونَا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ And we said, O oh Adam, Live and your, your mate in Jannah and eat from it wherever you want but do not touch this tree. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَوَسْوَسَ إِلَيْهِ الشَّيْطَانِ Shaytan gave Adam waswasa. Waswasa is some hidden 
speech that he's delivering in one's mind. Evil inspiration. What did Iblis, what did Shaitan tell Adam? Did he tell Adam, go and eat from the tree Allah told you don't touch? Did he tell Adam, go and disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Did he tell him, go and commit haram? He knew how to deal with the human being. فَوَسْوَسَ إِلَيْهِ الشَّيْطَانِ قَالَ يَا آدَمُ هَلْ أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَجَرَةِ الْخُلْدِ وَمُلْكٍ لَا يَبْنَى He said, shall I tell you about the tree that will give you infinite life, eternity, and will give you the greatest kingdom that will not end. Shaytan knows our points of weakness, and that's where he attacks from. He didn't go to Adam bluntly and tell him, go and disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, otherwise Adam wouldn't have done it. He told him, this tree would give you continuous life, eternal life, and it would give you kingdom. Adam and Hawa, they ate from that tree, and because of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them down to earth. Whenever you read this ayah, or hear about this story, do you ever wonder, how could such a great Nabi commit such a mistake? Do you ever wonder, how come? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, don't touch from that tree, and then he went and ate from it. Do you ever wonder, how could that happen? I think some of you may have that idea. I mean, how come? This is a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How could he do that? By the way, at that time, he was not a Nabi yet. But later in earth, he became of the Anbiya. Instead of thinking about why Adam did so, why not think about yourself that you are committing sins and mistakes? It is much, e it is much more difficult to understand how we can commit sins. Because with Adam, he did not have any experience whatsoever. He did not know about shaitan. He, he had only knowledge about shaitan, but he had no experience with him. And experience is different than knowledge. With Adam, he knew that shaitan is his enemy, but he never experienced it. And even Rasulullah says, لَيْسَ الْخَبَرْ Knowing the news is not like seeing it. Adam had the knowledge, but he didn't have any experience with shaitan yet. We know what happened to Adam, and we know what caused by shaitan, and we have seen a history, long history of mankind, and we're still committing the same mistake again and again. We should question that. We should not question the fact that Adam committed this mistake. Because for Adam, it was a very innocent mistake. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. Because Adam did not have any experience yet, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted this to be a test for Adam so that he can learn from it. And this could be experience for Adam to prepare him because he will be a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a preparation for Adam. Allah is preparing him. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was preparing Dawood through the mistake that he committed, and we're going to talk about that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was preparing Dawood for the position of Khilafah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him go through that judgment and he made a mistake in it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala corrected that mistake for him. They say that Dawood after the mistake was better than he was before. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was preparing Adam so that he would go through this experience and learn from it and would prepare him for living on this earth to realize that shaitan, Iblis, is your enemy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, get, get you down all. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam and Hawa to get out of Jannah. In Arabic, there is singular, which is for one, and then there is another form for two, and then there is plural for three and more. In English, we have only singular and plural. Singular is for one, plural is for how many? Two or more. In English, if you are talking about two people, you say they, you don't say he, they. It's two of them. But in Arabic, plural is not two. Plural is three or more. There is another form that is used for the two. Adam and Hawa are two. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to them in the plural form. Ihbitu. All of you. All of you descend down from Jannah. In a plural form. But they were only two. Al-Farra' says, one of the Mufassireen, he says, because this command is to Adam and his wife and all of us with them. All of us were in Jannah. That's where we were. But because of Iblis and Shaitan, and that mistake, we all came down to dunya. So we do not really belong to dunya. That, this is not where we belong to. We are here for a temporary time. We belong to Al-Akhirah. وَلَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُسْتَقَرُّ وَمَتَعْنِ لَحِينَ On earth will be a dwelling place for you and an enjoyment for a time. You're going to stay there for a while. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam some words to learn. فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ Then Adam received from his Lord words. And his Lord pardoned him and accepted his repentance. Verily, he is the one who forgives. So Allah taught Adam words to say. Allah taught Adam a dua to say. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. What was this dua? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They said, Our Lord, we have wronged ourselves. If you forgive us not and bestow not upon us your mercy, we shall certainly be of the losers. We have wronged ourselves. Look at this dua. Very important dua and please memorize it and use it because it is the dua of the sinners. Rabbana dhalamna anfusana. Oh Allah, we have wronged ourselves. We have committed wrong. And we have harmed ourselves by this wrong. We're not harming Allah. We're harming our own selves. If you do not have forgiveness on us and mercy, we would be of the losers. If you do not forgive us and have mercy on us, we would be losers. We need you, O Allah. So please, O Allah, we beg you to forgive us and have mercy on us. This is the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam and Hawa. For further information, please contact Al Bashir Publications and Translations at 1 877 745 3330 or 303 574 0095. Our fax number is 303 373 0943 or visit our website at www.albashir.com. That's www.al-bashir.com.
eer.com. You can also write to our address at 10515 East 40th Avenue, Suite 108, Denver, Colorado, 80239-3264. All rights reserved for Al-Bashir Company for publications and translations. No part of this series may be reproduced in any form without written permission from the publisher. Unlawful reproductions may prevent Muslim businesses from further producing quality programs. Your consideration is greatly appreciated. Jazakumullahu khairan. Please proceed to the next CD.